0: Ladies and gentlemen, the return of the Finding Strength podcast is upon you. That's right, season two of Finding Strength. We're back better than ever. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season. I am stoked to get back to it. Get recording again, connect with everybody, help this thing grow. Uh, We had a great time over the holidays. I hope the break was good for you as well. This episode is... Sponsored, supported by our number one sponsor, Tenny's Pizza. Every January, people are all about getting fitter, healthier. Tenny's Pizza wants to help you out. They have the skinny crust. That's right. A low-calorie, low-carb option for pizza. Bet you didn't think that existed. It sure does. Order the protein pizza. It's got skinny crust. It's got a little bit lighter cheese and All of the meats, super great for after that workout or to just make sure that you're staying healthy, eating some pizza. It's awesome. Super, super good stuff. They also have a gluten-free crust option if you want to keep it healthy. They have tons of veggies, all the options you could possibly imagine. Tenny's Pizza, guys. Get it tonight. Use the code PODCAST on the Tenny's Pizza app to get a specialty pizza for the price of a regular. This episode is with Uva Best. His name spelled U-W-E. Uva is... This guy is a champion, guys. I'm excited for you to hear his story. A couple of teasers. This guy um, did an Ironman... With like zero preparation, you hear all about that. He's also fighting a terminal illness and is one of the most positive, focused, spiritual guys I've ever met. I mean, the light in this guy's eyes is incredible. I wish you guys could meet him. You're going to get to hear him. You're going to get to know him. And I'm hoping that this January, as we continue this kind of wellness improvement focus that everybody has, that you guys can get out of this podcast that... Positivity can get you through anything. Gratitude can get you through anything. Uva teaches us how on this next episode of Finding Strength. Enjoy, my friends.
1: and welcome back to Finding Strength Podcast.
0: Oh my goodness. It's been a while. It's been so long. If
1: it sounds weird and me and Matt are like a little, I don't know, out of sorts, it's because it's been like a month since we've done this. We're getting
0: back on the horse. We got in like a really good
1: groove and now we're like, oh wait, what do we say? Um, How do we start this?
0: I know. We'll figure it out, I think. Yeah,
1: we'll be fine. I mean, this is more like we're just hanging out on another... Monday night, right?
0: Monday night. Typical hang out, <laughs> recording our talking. <laughs> I know. Meeting interesting people. Yes. Think of interesting people.
1: Yes, we have Uva. Now tell me your whole name because I only know you as Uva.
2: Yeah, it's Uva. Uber. Uber best. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I always thought that it was I was shortening it or something, but no. that's how I've always
2: known you. All traditional German name.
1: So Uva's from Germany. And I just, we're going to get into a story a little bit, but I just want to hear where you're from originally. What place, are you an only child? Do you have siblings? Where do you fall in your family?
2: Well, I was born and raised close to Darmstadt, which is in the near from Frankfurt in Germany. And uh, yeah, I have siblings. I used to have six. um, uh, Yeah. And uh, well, now there are just uh, three alive. So that's... What it is with the family so far.
1: Where do you fit in that family?
2: I'm the youngest.
1: The youngest? Mm-hmm. And how old are you?
2: Uh, okay, that's a mean question.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is where you're going to say. Taboo, I don't want to uh, say 39.
1: Oh, I'm, I'll be 39 next month. Don't act like that's old. Uh, we are young.
2: Yeah, of course. I'm well, a consider- baby.
0: I mean, I know a little of your back. Considering all the things you've done in 39 years, that's pretty impressive, man.
2: I don't know. It oh, seems man. pretty
0: normal for me. Yeah, humility. Get, we'll get lots of humility today from Uva. I've talked to him for like the last 20 minutes. Holy cow. <laughs> Humble beyond belief.
1: So tell me a little bit about your, your childhood. Like growing up in Germany, I'm, you know, growing up in the States, so I don't know what that's like.
2: Okay. Like uh, Germany is like the States, just without a language um, and better food. <laughs> um, like what? Schweinebraten.
0: Oh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> you don't what that is. <laughs>
2: Döner, currywurst. There are so many things that are really, really good. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's not very different to the states. People are similar. Um, the culture, of course, is a little bit different. Germans are very straightforward. Um, they don't mess around a lot. Um, Americans are always pretty nice. Fake. Yes, is that what you're trying to kind, say? Kind of, uh, <laughs>
0: uh,
2: kind of a two-face. Uh, that gives me sometimes a hard time.
0: Yeah, it's um, hard to read people here, right? Yeah, um, yeah, for yeah. sure.
2: Um, but uh, so now I'm I'm good. So I I, I get that Americans, yeah, it figured out. yeah, and I'm still straightforward. So Americans has problems with me now. So no, I, have- I
1: like I think that actually that is a really good trait to have because uh, I think I know it's it may be harsh at first, but I think. I always say like, you know, if I like you or if you don't, I don't like you. So yeah. I know that's hard for people sometimes, but it's like, at least, you know.
0: Well, and that, and that's kind of one thing that I don't think people in our country get is like political correctness isn't really a thing in a lot of other countries. It's just not like you say what's on your mind and you just mm. say it and people aren't offended as often as we are. It's kind of cool. I work with a lot of guys from, especially from England and they are just like, they will shoot you straight. I've had a couple guys, German clients that I've worked with and they don't pull punches at all. It's really cool. I love that. Mm. Yeah.
2: yeah, it, it is um, It is different. But uh, I think the American way is, is not bad. I think a mix between the German and American way is, would be nice, being straightforward, but also doing it on a nice being way. right? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would be cool. So I try to learn that. I like that. <laughs> I like happy medium. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I was born, raised in, in Germany. Uh, my dad passed away when I was four. So, yeah, I was the first... First little hit in my life right there. Uh, he was my he was my he was my dad I really loved him my mom worked so he was pretty sick. I was a uh, whole time with him at home. Um, so yeah that was a, a yeah it was tough on me. Mm. Um, well then my mom met an alcoholic uh, that was a weird time for sure so he was not very nice to me and to my mom um, actually uh, pretty pretty bad so he hit my mom me all that stuff. Um, during that time, we moved a lot. That's probably what happens when relationship doesn't work out well. Mm. And so he left and came and left and came and left. Uh, kind of that weird relationship that you normally would see in the in the movies. Um, then with eight, I met. The the J-Dubs, uh, how you call them? Uh, Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witnesses. Witnesses. Yeah, and uh, they're actually pretty cool. They gave me one of these nice books with all that nice pictures in it. And I'm like, hey, that's cool. And um, so I felt very, very, very much connected to the to the gospel, to, to God for some reason. I don't know why. And um, I was looking forward to learn more about that. Um, for, yeah. That, that what happens when I was eight. With 11, I met the missionaries from the LDS church. And then I got uh, baptized with these guys. And uh, I, I found the gospel who fits to my life, who gives me everything what I need to move on to overcome what I experienced in my childhood. And uh, it helped me for a while. With 17, I joined the military. Um... And then I had a couple of girlfriends. Uh, Then I left the church again, not because of the gospel, but because of the people. Mm. Um, I don't like perfection. That is something. Yeah. Um, Perfection is, there is no perfection. And I like, there is something in the States in English that I love. That's the word imperfection. Imperfection is so awesome because when you take, I am perfect. And I never saw that in in another language. But in your language, um, imperfect means I am perfect. And I really like that.
0: I've
1: I've actually never thought of that. That's beautiful. Weirdly enough, and I really like that. Yeah,
0: Yeah. it's almost like your imperfections make you enough. Oh, yeah, for sure. Love that.
2: And we don't have to be perfect. We are perfect through Christ, for the people who believe in Christ. And um, all what we have to do is try to become better every day, not to become perfect. That's not the purpose of life. Um, at least not for me. I just want to live my life. I want to be happy. I want to be an example for my kids, a good husband, a good friend. But I don't want to be perfect. If we would be perfect, we would be... Boring. Super, yeah, boring, <laughs> right? That would be yeah. evil.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's a tenet within every religion that gets misconstrued, especially in Christianity, is that there's this standard of perfection that if I make one mistake then I'm all of a sudden, you know, I'm sinful or I'm bad. And then I assume as a property of myself, my own sins or my own imperfect behaviors, which is not necessarily a teaching of Christianity, but that's oftentimes what's, you know, taught from the pulpit or what, you know, in, in many different faiths, that's something that happens all the time. You think about extremist Muslims, you think about extremists, even, even extremists in, in like Islam and things like that. Mm. Um, that's... Or in Hindu, excuse me, that that's how it works.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. That's I think a lot of people don't understand the gospel, um, and they use this kind of things to put pressure on people. And with that pressure, they have power over these people, and then they can manipulate these people, and these people are feel bad and try to follow the rules and try to follow other things, and that is far away from the gospel that I find in my life how I said I left the church but I never lost my gospel Um, but anyways so yeah I I left the church to come back to that story um, and uh, try to figure it out where my life goes and then at one point in my life I felt very alone um, very lost because well I had a terrible childhood Um, then I met the church which is the other extreme so extreme with the childhood the church extreme and then I joined the military which is the other extreme Mm -hmm. and I was lost I tried to find myself um I tried to become a good person but how should I become a good person I was full with
1: you don't know what that means because you have all these different avenues you're looking at when instead of just looking inside of you you're you're trying to grab at all these other things
2: Yeah, more or less right. I um I didn't know who I am. I, I was a follower. I tried to to fit into the into to the church, into the military, and um, and I had that fight with myself. And I was full. I was full from my childhood. Then I, at just the church stuff. I got yeah, I got just overloaded. And then I went to the military, and so at one point with like 20, 23, I was ready to kill myself. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to kill myself. I had plans. And then in that night, or at one night in that time, um, the police called me and uh, told me that my brother killed himself. Oh, my gosh. And uh, that was a big life changer in my life. Um oh, how old was he? So back then he was 39. Okay. Yeah.
0: And um, What's that moment like when you're... In this, the throes of despair, just nothing, right? You feel empty. And then all of a sudden you get this call from the police and it's your brother and he's taken his own life. The very thing you were thinking about doing. What was that moment like?
2: That was a moment that it's, I can't describe it. It's, it's very difficult. But I, I remember I got that phone call and I was like, okay, I don't believe it. So I was asking this police officer, hey, uh, what is your police station? And uh, ask for some details. And then I called the police station because I thought it's a joke. And then I called the police station and I was like, yeah, no, this has really happened. And I was like, wow. There was one second, there was one second that I was hurt. But then mm-hmm. I went on my knees and I prayed. Um... I'm, I'm not a person who likes to pray on, on knees. It's something that I just don't. But in this night, I just did it. And, and um, well, what I tell you guys now, it's really what I felt. It's really my truth. And um, I, I really felt the Lord with me. I wasn't upset anymore. I felt happy. Happy and comfort. I had that voice who told me, hey, your brother is good. I was grateful. I was thankful to have this brother. And this voice came up and told me, hey, you know, he's he's with your dad now. He's on the other side. And something that you have to know is you still count. Awesome. And I was there and I was like, wow. I was touched. It was probably the, the worst moment in my life and one of the greatest and most beautiful moments in my life because I... I figured out that I have a heavenly father who who really cares, and um, and then I um, I was like, okay, what do I have to do now? I have to go to my brothers and sisters. And I have to let them know. And I don't want to call them. So. Um,
1: were all the your other so that would be four other siblings. Were they all alive at this point? Yeah, they all all okay. alive,
2: and so I I. Uh, yeah, I went to the car and drove to every of my siblings and I thought it's very important to tell them live, hey, this, this is what happened. Um, then we went to my brother's home um, and um, yeah, so
1: How did your siblings react?
2: <sighs> That's a good question. I think um, one of my brothers got very angry. Uh, my other brother was just how he always is pretty closed up. My sister came up and said, Oh man, I, I had some thoughts like that. And my other sister was, she, she tried to, to find answers. And um, so we went to my brother's house to, to find answers. All of us, we drove over to his house. And, and um, so he, um, he decided to hang himself. And uh, one of my brothers says, "Hey, I have to go up there. I have to see how he did that, and I, I want to understand all that." And I was like, "Yeah, I want to see it too." So we went up there and um, So <clears throat> in on that spot where, where he did that, there was a picture from him and me when I was little, and he was holding me on 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 his hand, and I was like, "Wow, I actually was probably his last thing that he saw." That was. It gave me a lot of comfort. Hurt a lot, at the same time. Yeah. But um, knowing that that
0: I was so close to him, that was that was really good. That in his last moments he could, you know, hold your hand.
2: Yeah, he was just he was there. comforted by you. Probably. I I I wish I could comfort him more because well. then he wouldn't do what he did, but. So when, when people decide to do that, you know, there's that question why. And um, I, I figured out in this moment we will never get that answer. So I don't have to ask that question why. Mm. My my brothers and sisters and I, we were wondering how we want to do the funeral. And i like, hey, he he... Believed in God, and everybody was like, "What? No, he did not." And I'm <laughs> like, "Yeah, he did." And no, that's because you're in your strange moment thinking. I was like, "No, <laughs> he believes in God." And uh, he always wore the, a necklace with a cross on it. And I was like, "Hey, I know it." And and that's what the police told us. He is wearing that cross. And I was like, "Okay, there is the proof." He he believed in something. So we organized the funeral. And I gave a talk, and um, so I told my family that. We we don't have to ask why. It's too late, but we can ask ourselves what we can do to not come to that point. And um, and just move on. So that happens during that time. After that, I I decide to sign into the hospital for six weeks and um,
1: for for mental health. Yes. Okay.
2: Um, Just to overcome this thoughts that i had because this voice told me hey you still count and i i count i really i know that i count now and and i want to show my brother hey you know what i'm here i'm not giving up i i will prove you wrong there is no reason to give up in your life ever it doesn't matter how bad things are you just move on you go through this and um yeah, that's what I did. So I went to that hospital and um, tried to work through things. And uh, one of the things that they told me is, you have to uh, let this church go. You have to let this religion go. This is not really good for you. They're just manipulating you. They're like, you know what? No, they're not. Uh, I believe this is true. I believe there is a God. I believe I have a Savior. I believe this gospel is the true gospel for me. This is giving me everything what I need to move on. I'm not giving up my faith. And um, yeah, so from this moment on, I tried to change my life. Um, I had a relationship with a girl. Um, she was awesome. There was a great family. I, I never met a family who was that great than this family. They went with me through everything, to all the... Can I say the BS word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, I, they went with me through all the bullshit in my life. They they saw me struggling, and they they were supportive. And um,
1: Where did you meet her? In Germany? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, she okay. was German. So I met her in the hospital, actually. Um, her mom, I was a volunteer uh, EMT, and I have to visit her mom, and for some reason that girl was in this room, and uh, so... Yeah, I had a crush on her wife in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool. But anyways, um, so yeah, this relationship was something um, that was going to end because how I told you guys, I was full and I wasn't a good guy for her. I was actually a pretty big asshole and she deserved something better. That
1: you weren't ready for that step in your life?
2: I thought I am, but... I learned I'm not I learned that I have to figure it out who I am and where I have to go and all these things that we like talked like 5 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to take care of you
0: first before you can take care of somebody else.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. Um that is that is very important. Mm-hmm. And um and one night um we watched The Iron Man. And it's like swimming, running and um and that bike thing and I told her hey, you know what? I really would like to do that one day and she's like yeah, I don't think you would finish that. And it's like, yeah, you're right. Then she went to bed and I was sitting there and I was thinking about the Iron Man and about my life and about finishing s- things in life. And um, and I thought, that is wrong. She should believe in me. She should tell me, yes, go for it, do it. But I understand her. I was an asshole, so... <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, so... Um, I would probably say, yeah, you can't do that either. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we broke up and I had that great idea to sign into an Ironman. And um, so I had like six months for uh, that whole thing. And um, and I didn't know what I do, actually. I know I have to run and I know I have to swim. And you have to understand, I'm probably the worst swimmer in the whole world. Like really <laughs> terrible. Okay. Always. And you're going to do an Ironman. Yeah. I'm just That's like, awesome. yeah, let's, let's do Ironman. And So I trained a little bit. I didn't know that I have to swim like very, very long. Okay. Do you know
0: know how long the Ironman uh, swim is?
2: Well, back then I did not.
0: Okay. So (laughs) yeah. How long Um, was it that you actually had to swim?
2: um, So it's three point two kilometers. So it's uh, is it one point eight miles? miles.
0: Yeah. Um, Two miles of swimming, and you're like, I'm a terrible swimmer. I'm gonna go swim two miles. If you've ever swam a mile it is a long i'm a decent long, swimmer and it long wrecks me time. Yeah.
1: i think i've done it like once oh that's bad
0: <laughs> yeah
2: I, I i realized that that will be kind of a tough thing so i start swimming a little bit and i was always a good runner so i didn't have a problem with running and biking or oh, come on everybody can Bike right, yeah. <laughs> especially a uh, Ironman with a mountain bike. That was in my mind. <laughs> oh my so I, I, I train on a mountain bike. I swim like a baby, and I run pretty good. So <laughs> that was my training. And then the Ironman day came, and I had to swim, and I was probably the only guy who swim on his chest. That was pretty bad. I was the second last who came out of the water. And uh, there was a ramp, and no one told me that when you when you swim that long, you know your your system is a little bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, so I tried to walk up to that ramp, and I just fall over. Mm. I just couldn't walk. <laughs> and um, of course, you know the television always interest in the first
1: and the last, <laughs> and the last. <laughs> uh,
2: so that was a very embarrassing moment. And then. Um, so I, I figured out that I need a racing bike. So I asked a friend if I could have his racing bike. He gave it to me.
1: Well, You didn't train on it at all? No.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, you should so do you, that. You, br- you did breaststroke on your chest like this, breaststroke. Mm-hmm. Yep. For two miles almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get out and you're going to go ride your friend's road bike that you've never ridden before for mm-hmm. how long? How many miles?
2: So that is a long distance. It's uh, 160 kilometers, which is I have no idea how it's many like miles. A miles. So, a long distance. He's
0: never <laughs> ridden a road bike. Dude, you're okay. Keep going. This story is getting great. Holy so, God.
2: yeah, I went to that weird bike and everything. It was so not heavy and it was not like my mountain mm-hmm. bike and I was totally like Totally different animal. Yeah, totally. I did was Did you have
1: to clip in your shoes?
2: Yes. That's the next thing I never really did and, and well, getting in it's pretty easy, but getting out is oh, gosh. A,
1: whole
0: a whole different other, level.
2: Yeah. Yep, I so board. yeah, awesome. I, I messed up biking. So if ever, I said everybody can bike, no, it's not true. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> there are <they're> really <laughs> different levels of biking. That's what I experienced <laughs> that, that day, and um, I was like, "Why? Why I'm doing that? I'm so stupid." Well, at one point I made that whole thing, and then I was coming to that final. Last part, which is to running. the run,
1: and you're like, "Yes, I got this." Yeah. Except you're exhausted.
2: Yes. <laughs> right. I was like, "Oh man, I'm I'm not going to do that." I, whatever. But I I was. Oh, oh sorry. I just
0: looked it up. It's a 2.4 mile swim. Two four, yeah, point four mile swim. Hundred and twelve mile bike ride. Yeah. And then you run nice. a marathon. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Keep going. Oh so,
1: my word! <laughs> right. Yeah,
0: and yeah. I don't know
2: why. I'd, don't look that stuff up. Normally, I'm pretty smart, but I, sometimes you're just pretty stupid, right? <laughs> you
1: that know what? It things. might be better that you didn't know, right? or you would have never done, done it. it.
2: Yeah, maybe. Well, I was going to run, and I was like, yes, I can, I can run. And, and then I was running, and at one point, I made that thing. I finished the Iron Man. After 14 hours and 56 minutes. That's
1: oh. Hey, that's pretty awesome. Holy cow. I don't think I could finish that. Uh,
2: you that's can. It's pretty a men- incredible. mental thing.
1: I ran a marathon, and that was a terrible experience. <laughs> yes. So I can't imagine doing all those things and then running a marathon. I was cursing was no at people. I there was, was no like, way. I hate this. Why did I do this? I'm never doing this. No. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that... I'm impressed and I will say this to anyone that does that. I'm impressed. I'm impressed when you can push through that those mental blocks and just keep moving.
0: I've done Olympic triathlons, which is like a third or less, like maybe like a quarter of an Ironman. It's awful. <laughs> It's it's it because you you swim and then you get on the bike and then you get and then you have to run and running is awful already. Well, they call it
1: the brick, right? When you go from the bike to the run, because your oh, legs yeah. feel like they're bricks mm-hmm. so heavy,
0: so slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, and then no. Then you fun. go to run a marathon. Hey, you're but dope.
1: you finished it. That's amazing. and that's yes. something you thought you wouldn't do.
0: Well,
2: the cool the cool part is after I got my medal and I took a picture of it, kind of a selfie, and I was sending it to my ex girlfriend's. <laughs> Iron Man finished. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate F you to the good
0: <laughs> stuff. So awesome.
2: that was in my mind. It's like I can't screw that thing up. I have to finish. You have I want to wanted, prove it
0: wrong. Yeah. Oh, that's great.
2: So that's how I did that. And then I realized, hey, when I can't finish that stupid Iron Man, I think I can finish everything in my life. And um, when I run, when I crossed that that finish line, the last two, three. Um, meters, yards. I just walked. I was just really slow oh, yeah. and I looked up in heaven and I, I told my brother, hey, you're missing something out. It's worth it. Life is is a good thing. So, yeah. And then I was moving on. Um, is this before or
1: after you were in the military?
2: That was um, during the military.
1: During that time?
2: During that time. Well... That relationship didn't turn out um, that would last forever, and um, which is good for her. Um, I I decide to move on. I left the military, to active duty, and um, signed in as a reserve officer, and that was fine for me. And I left my home. I moved up to Hamburg, which is in North Germany, and how I told you earlier, I really didn't like Hamburg at the beginning, but. At one point, I really liked law uh, love the city, but what I really liked was the people. It was a, a new start. That was really cool. Being in Hamburg, being a f- away from everything, um, I found a new girlfriend. Everything was nice. Besides that one thing, that the church was still in my, in my life. I still went to church every Sunday. I was still that Mormon. I tried to be a good person. I,
1: and was your girlfriend Mormon?
2: Nope. She wasn't. So that
1: can cause a little bit of a divide.
2: No, not really. She was I actually didn't. no. She was pretty really cool. She was she was easygoing because I try to be a nice person. I try to find myself and I try to become a normal person and a moment to the same time, which is kind of almost not possible to do. <laughs> but um, I love this. <laughs> but uh, I tried to work that thing out, and um, and um, at one point, this relationship came to an end. I I was at my next step in my life. There was my spiritual growing. And I was coming closer to my Heavenly Father. Um, and I, well, there was no other option than to go back to the church. So I decided to get rebaptized. But I decided to be not a blind follower. I'm not one of these Mormons who want to become one of these guys says, yes, yeah, you're right. And I don't want to wanna do everything that people tell me. I don't want to be perfect. If I go uh, to church on Sunday in Jeans, I just go there in Jeans. And I don't mind. And uh, I did a lot of research about the church. And I figured out, man, there's a lot of things that they never told me. A lot of things that they just covered up. And I was like, Ugh. but I knew the gospel is true, at least for me. And um and that's other story. I have a lot of friends who are Muslims so who are whatever. I have a lot of gay friends, so I totally got a new point of view. And um and I I realized, well, this gospel is good for me. That doesn't mean this gospel is good for everybody. And um I heard quite often that people say, Well, the LDS church the is the only true church on earth. Well, yeah, that that's maybe true but I don't think we shouldn't say that because we don't have the right to offend other people and their beliefs and or how they see. There are people who believe in Allah and and this is a cool guy and I read the Quran and I just try to figure out what they believe and there's a lot of good things in it. There are a lot of good people out there. So it's
1: And they may believe as strongly as you believe in your religion and their religion. Or there's those out there that, you know, Religion doesn't do the same thing. That's why it's. I think it's so important to not say things like it's we're the only ones or we're the only... Because everyone's important, important. and everyone's thoughts and beliefs and spiritual growth is so important. And so and it's all going to be different. Yeah. We're so different. And so I like that you say, this was good for me yeah. because that's what we're all looking for, is yeah. that thing that fits our life and that can change. We all change. We grow. We Things develop and you never know where it's going to go.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. And and I think it's very important that we take care of each other. So we are here on this planet all together. And somehow we have to make it possible to live um, with each other without killing each other. We should respect people. And something that I learned is um, I have to respect almost everybody personally. I have. No, I have to respect everybody. I have to show everybody respect. Even if they don't deserve the respect at least it shows me, hey, I am right. It doesn't hurt me to show you respect. And uh, and um, I don't have to agree with you. I don't have to believe in the same God, but I have to respect you. That's what you deserve. That's what everybody deserves. If you're poor, if you're rich or whatever, you deserve to be respect. And um, so that's what I learned. So I really don't care what, what people believe or what I do. I just try to be a good person and what fits for me fits for me. And I love that. That's good.
0: I love that. And I think the thing that's cool about that is you, you can look at anyone anywhere and no matter what they are, if you see them as a human being and you see their humanity, it doesn't matter their beliefs because they're worthy of your respect just because they're alive and they're a human being. And I think that's something that people who've been through trauma, abandonment, have suffered grief have had their own spiritual crisis, and apparently have done an Ironman on a bike that they rode for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Learn right, but like you ha- you go through these hard things, and you get to learn stuff. Like I got to respect everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. Wanna...
1: It was interesting. I would say I have not been to many countries, but just a month ago, six weeks ago, my husband and I went to Dubai, and a lot of Muslims. Mm-hmm. I've never been around Muslims. Like I live in Utah. Yeah, you know. And it was a very, I don't know how to explain it. it. was a really neat experience for me because they were, in my mind, what how I'd grown up is that I always looked at all Muslims as extreme. Yeah. And so they're the ones flying into buildings, planes into buildings, the the stuff that's crazy. Mm. And I'm around, you know, hundreds and hundreds of Muslims, and they are the sweetest, nicest, kindest people I've ever been around. Mm -hmm. So welcoming to us. So it was just, they were so kind. It was really cool. And it, it helped because I'm not a religious person, but I try to be a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. And so it, same kind of thing. It helped me have that respect for them that I'm like, you know, this, they obviously are happy human beings. So if that makes them happy, awesome. Like it was a really cool thing. So I, I can imagine being from Germany, you've probably seen a lot more, a lot of different cultures, a lot more than I've seen. In my lifetime. Maybe. (laughs) So for you, I like that you've learned to respect them all.
2: I think it's very important. And um, I learned, I love to travel. I've been to 56 different countries. And I learned tons from different cultures. So I I, I love the world. I, I don't see there is a bad place out there. Yes, there are some crazy people. But in general, this world is a good place. Amen, brother. And and you know, why should our Heavenly Father give us this planet that He created? It's a creation from Him. Why should that be something evil? Yes, we messed up some stuff out there, but in general, there are more good out there than bad. But we like to see the negative things. Mm -hmm. We, We don't like to be positive. Oh, how can you be positive? That's ugh. Yeah. But hey, there is someone, someone killed someone. Yeah, that isn't the news. Or yeah, what happened nine eleven was evil. It was very very bad and and I really feel for all americans and and for all the families and that was a tough thing, but also that doesn't mean that everybody who is a Muslim is a bad person. they are yeah. not, and there are so many people who didn't agree with that mm-hmm. um not everybody who's is gay is a is is I don't know how people see that. Sometimes they're yeah, good that's people. That's a whole other story. That's a yeah. I don't get that. I have friends who are gay, and they're like the nicest, friendliest people. I trust them a hundred percent, and I know they love me. And I really don't care if they, mm-hmm. if they, what they do. What
1: their choices are. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's right. That's because we are here. We're here to make our own choices. That's our free agency, and we have to respect them the same way that I want that they respect my choices and mm-hmm. how they should respect me.
0: Yeah, I call it broad brushing, where you basically, you, you you take a category of people, and you take this big, broad brush stroke, and you're just like, eh, those are all, they're all red, or they're all blue, or they're all whatever, mm-hmm. and you just give them all this idea, you homogenize them into this category, and you no longer have to think. That's the reason people do it. You don't have to think about it. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're that, so that means you're like this, and it doesn't matter, and it's really easy to do based on, you know, religion gender, mm-hmm. sexuality, race, because those things are very apparent. Mm. Rather than having to get to know somebody, you can just kind of broad brush because them. How never sa- have to get to know them. I, that-
1: I've done that my whole life and I feel like it's, sad. it's so sad. I have missed out on so many relationships that I'm beginning to have now as a grown adult. And I'm like, oh, I, I try really hard to teach my kids differently because mm-hmm. I feel like you're missing out. There are so many awesome people with their own ideals and things that are really neat too.
0: And you meet people like you uh, who've been around the world and have a lot of experiences. and have been through hard things. Every one of them that I've ever met is just, it's very similar to you where they have this really broad idea, but the narrow minded broad brushers, right? They don't have a whole lot of experience a lot of the time. I'm hitting them with a broad brush now, but in reality, a lot of times the prejudice comes from our ignorance and our lack of knowledge rather mm-hmm. than our, in the presence of, of yeah, knowledge, being like, around the, them, like what you have. Oh yeah,
2: for sure, for sure. And and if you if you believe in Christ, you have to understand this guy. He walked to the sick people. He was hanging out with the people that no one liked. So if he can do that, then I should do that too. Mm-hmm. If he is open minded, well, I should be open minded. If I call myself a Christian person, if I want to be a, a follower of his love, of his example, then I should go and shouldn't judge people i should go and and should be there for people who need me and that's maybe the gay people that's maybe the muslims um that doesn't mean that i have to agree with the fundamentalists everywhere um but i think we we should understand that we should be open-minded
0: and open-hearted i like how simple that was christ hung out with the people who no one liked it's kind of cool if you think about it like that like that's really Mm -hmm. the teaching yeah, that's yeah. Even the even the great thinkers of the great people of today, like the Dalai Lama, who does he hang out with? Really poor people who are struggling. Mm-hmm. Mother Teresa, who would hang out with? She lived in India and didn't eat, and she ate garbage with these super poor people for her entire life, and she's heralded as one of the greatest women ever to live. You know, I mean, that's what greatness. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Anyways, you can get back to your story. That's, yeah. That's, no. a, that's a great <laughs> tangent.
1: So how, I want to know how you met your wife.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, that's a cool story, kind of. <laughs> so my wife called me a stalker. <laughs> I would call myself oh, pretty smart, awesome. smarter stalker. You
0: pick um, <laughs> side of the coin.
2: So when you when you're a LDS person living in Germany, it's hard to find Mormon girls there. Okay. Uh, it's difficult. The church is not not that big that it is here in Utah or somewhere else.
1: Just Utah. It's just, not like yeah, right. Actually, just Utah. Come on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Julia went to... I told her name. Well, uh, she will forgive me. Uh, <laughs> so, Julia went to the Switzerland and uh, went there to school. And, um, well, I lived up in, in Hamburg. And so, I was like, oh, I have to find a girl. I want to have a Mormon girl. I... Honestly, I have very bad experience with Mormon girls. I, I met a couple of them, and it was evil. That was really, really bad. That's why I chose normal girls, but that didn't work out as well. So, and uh, how I said, I want to follow my spiritual growing. So, I knew I have to find someone who shares the same beliefs. So, I met Julia at the Internet, and uh, as a chairman, I thought I'm pretty smart. Normally, you have to pay for this whole membership that it opens up everything,
0: or like on a dating site or something. Yeah, like that. a dating yeah.
2: site, LDS dating site. Okay. And I was like, no, I'm not going to pay money for that. I opened an account and it just look around what options there are, and uh, that will somehow it will work out. So I looked nice. around, and um, so there are a lot of of uh, single girls here in in Utah, a lot of single moms with like three and plus kids. And it was kind of scary for me as. a... Mid-30, good-looking German guy.
1: <laughs>
2: um, you have to understand, the average Yeah, child thing in Germany is like 1.6. So if you have more than two kids, people look at you like, what the heck is wrong with you?
1: Except you came from six kids.
2: Yeah, I don't know what my family thought about <laughs> that, but they also <laughs> choose weird names for all of us. So I don't know. My parents <laughs> are kind of interesting too. Um, anyway, so, um, so I saw Julia... Popping up and on my account, and they're like, "Oh yeah, nice." No, that was my first thought. She's in the Switzerland. I don't know. I don't too deal with it. too far away. It's actually the next country. It's just like, what is it, six hundred miles? It's not that far, but it, there's still Some a kind border. Of
1: bar, yeah.
2: And then I was checking out her profile, and says, "Well, I'm back in the states in August. If you're interested." Um, You can meet me. It's like, oh, she's into American, so I'm out anyways. And um, so I deleted my account in all. I thought, well, let's try the meat market, Um, single adult dances. Okay, so sorry (laughs) for me. I call it the meat market. (laughs) Meat market, single (laughs) adult dance. (laughs) So, um, well, that wasn't cool. Um, So, yeah, I went back to that dating site. And, uh, yeah, Julia showed up again on my profile. I was like, hey, cool. Hey, what the heck? She moved from from Switzerland to Munich. So Munich is all the way down in in the South Germany, and I was all the way up north. It's like, well, at least we're in the same country. But I didn't pay for that whole membership thing. So I was like, hmm, how can I write her? I have no idea. And then I got a message from her. But I couldn't read the message because I didn't pay for the full membership. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man, she wrote me, but I have no idea. So let me see how I what I can do. So she had a lot of pictures on her profile, and she was a return missionary. And something cool with return missionaries, or with missionaries, so she had one of her missionary pictures on it. And so I, I saw her name tag. So I zoomed in. Now that's the stalking part, okay? <laughs> so I zoomed in, and I saw her last name. So and then you could find her. So, yeah, I, I could find her. And I was Docker. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Big big time. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. It worked, though.
2: Smart. Well, hold on. Hold on. It, it's, it's getting better. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, okay. So I I looked up on Facebook. So her nickname was Jules180 something. And I like Jules. That could be Julia. That could be something with J. So I put in her for the first letter, like J, and then her last name on Facebook, and bam, she showed up. That's awesome. Like, oh, yeah, it's awesome, but I felt kind of creepy to do that. <laughs> and I was like, man, what should I do now? And I was like, oh, come on, send her a message. So I sent her a message. It says, hey, how was the Reddit down there? And I got an answer. I was like, wow, that's cool. And um, she wrote me, that's so awesome that you write me. So you got my message on the dating site. And I was like, yes. And uh, so we start uh, talking and, um, well, back then, my, well, my English is still terrible when I, it's, it's better. But if you see me writing English, man, that is, <laughs> that is evil. Um, so I, I decided to call her and then we had like phone calls all night long. And so at one point we decided to meet, and then we, yeah. So we, I, I went down to Munich and uh, everything happens in one day. Holding hands, went to the movies, first kiss. That was the rest is history. And um,
1: that was it. You knew she was the it. one.
2: And I choose her. And um, and during that whole process, she, ex- she told me that she wrote me a message who says on this dating site, Hey, look me up on Facebook. And she, nice. yeah. And she never realized that I stalked her, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I call it, it's kind of a, like a revelation, however you want to see it. I don't call whatever, it... Whatever, it's
1: how everyone does it these days. Everyone yeah, somehow, that's right? That's
2: how it goes. You so, have to stalk
1: yeah. someone if you're going to figure out if you want to yeah. date them. Yeah,
2: and uh, and uh, yeah, we we got married and um, I have two beautiful kids. They are the world to me and... Um, yeah, and of course, not everything was easy. We had some struggles with her family, um, liking me. She went through a lot of things in her life, and so there was like this two—well, not two, just me who was messed up, and then her who tried to find her own way. And where is she originally from? So she's born in Germany, but raised in the states. So she's an American, okay, anoremic. Um. So, yeah, so we came together and, and we tried to make our life somehow possible. And, yeah, and uh, at one point uh, we decided to go to the States, which was kind of weird to me, going to the States and living here.
1: Well, yeah, what made you come to Utah?
2: What made me come to Utah? Well, my, my wife and I, we, um, we are kind of old-fashioned Mormons. And um, there are a lot of things that, that we just believe. One of it is like the gathering of the saints. And, um, and that was one of the biggest things that, that moved us to, to the States. But also my wife got a little bit homesick. She knows her way around here. And, and I don't want to have... So your wife's from Orem? Yep. How old is she? Uh, she's 30. Can I say that? Yeah, it, it's okay, fine. Okay.
1: In, I grew up in Orem. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was just wondering.
2: Yeah, so she's thirty, and um, yeah, so I want to see her happy, and uh,
1: and her family's still here.
2: Her dad lives in Arizona. Her mom lives in Germany, and her sister moved to the, to Germany too. And her brother lives here, and one of her brothers is on a mission in Germany right now. Really? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We moved to the states. Um, we sold everything. I gave up my career. I. Selled my, we sold everything that we had. We came with six boxes to the states, and uh, yeah, we start all over again. Two years ago, yeah, wow. Yeah. And how
1: has your life changed in the last two years since you've been in the states?
2: Oh man, I'm so blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It's really hard to explain, but I, I, every day I have tons of blessings. Um, I. Uh, I met a lot of great people out there, a lot of, of people that were just awesome. Um, when I came here, I, I had to start working, so I started out working in construction. Well, I, I'm not into construction. I'm I'm from the military, and then I worked as a manager, so um, working on construction was kind of difficult. But I met a cool guy, and uh, you guys know him. I'm not telling his name, but uh, uh, there is a big jeans brand uh named after him <laughs> <laughs> and he is a pretty awesome guy i really like him um
0: he's okay i guess
1: i mean he's well, only like one of our best friends yeah, but whatever all right. yeah. levi is pretty cool yeah,
0: like, we've mentioned levi on this podcast before that's how that's how we got connected with multiple
1: you. times yeah. yeah i mean the christiansens are a big part of our lives so mm-hmm. they don't have a choice they like yeah. get mentioned
2: well i love these guys and so i worked with him on construction we clicked he's a He's a pretty smart guy, actually, a funny guy. And uh, we talked about Germany, about everything, about my my religion, how I see things. Um, He told me about his life, which was interesting. And um, so I met him. I met other people who are really, really awesome. At one point I got pretty sick. um, So I got cancer. Um, So, yeah, that's. That's pretty uncool. You don't want <laughs> what to have what kind of cancer? So I thought it was prostate cancer, um, but then they figured out it's bone cancer. So that's like a mix of prostate, bone, and it spread out to my lungs. So I have like, multiple. I have yeah, multiple cancers all over my body right now, and going to treatments and doing all that crap. But how it's long a,
0: have you been doing treat- cancer treatments?
2: So it's my first, my fifth circle now. Wow. Yeah, but and you've been battling how long? Um, I would say like sort of one and a half years now. Wow. yeah, but it's a blessing. Sorry, it's a blessing. Um, I'm how, blessed.
1: H- how do you see that as a blessing?
2: How I see it. Um. My mindset changed. I see what matters most. My family matters most. Friends matters most. Life has a totally different perspective to me. I love living my life. I love being around people. I see God in so many ways. He is all over the place. Um, Spending time with my kids is priceless. Having my wife, who is supporting me in everything... I work for a great company who, who supports me in every aspect. My my boss, who is probably one of the coolest guys that I met in the States as well, he's like really supportive in every way. Um, yes, it is hard. It's hard going into my uh, treatments every Monday, Tuesday, hanging in the hospital, hospital, um, get my radiation, get my chemo. And it is sometimes a moment when um when i would like to give up but that's not option that's what i promised my brother and and there's so much good in in that whole thing i learned so much more about my body how strong i can be um how strong my 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 face is um it's it's hard to explain you have to go through that, which I don't wish everybody. But for me, it's a blessing because I really figured out what matters most. And my love gained massively to the people that I love and to <clears throat> my to my God, to my Heavenly Father. My religion is, is one of the things that drives me. Um, I love to work. I work full time. Uh, sometimes I call in because I'm just not feeling good. But,
0: yeah. So you go to treatments every week? Yeah. And you're doing chemotherapy right now? Yeah. And the doctor has given you, like, a good prognosis. What, what's, well, That's what's the, the point. future like for you?
2: The future likes for me? I'm over my uh, expirations
0: date wow. right now. That's what I told me. So you're like a walk-in miracle kind of thing? Uh, you wouldn't say that, but probably everybody else would. Maybe some people who knows me, but I'm not. Um, Yeah, because you're humble. But in reality, I mean, you've beat every all the odds, and right.
2: I wouldn't say that way. I'm just. It is what it is. I. um,
1: Does it scare you the thought of leaving your wife and kids? That this may run its course at some point, and that Mm -hmm. you do. Is that what keeps you so positive? Is because you. you're trying to get every second of every day because you don't know how much longer you have.
2: Well, I'm not really thinking about that. How many hours, days, weeks, months, years I will have? It's a testimony. It's something that our heavenly father put in my heart. It's just what it is. I, I can't hardly explain it, but um, can
0: you try? Yeah, I because try. I think I think people hearing your your faith and your strength right now, knowing what you're going through, I mean, getting a glimpse into what you're going through and hearing what it is that you do that keeps you going. I mean, obviously we have faith and we turn mm-hmm. it over and heavenly father and God and can, can give us a lot of strength, but I'm I'm sure there's other, maybe not, but are there other things that keep you going?
2: Mm. Okay. Well, there are, there are a lot of things. So one thing that, that keeps me going, who pushed me forward is Jesus. And his example that he said, it's not necessarily what you guys think right now. It's when he he got arrested and when he got crucified, he didn't complain. He just took it. He was like, okay, arrest me. They spit on him. They beat him. They did all that bad things. He experienced so much pain. I, I can't imagine. And he didn't complain. He just took it. And if we talk about having examples, and if, if we talk about following Jesus, well, then we should follow him in that one too. We shouldn't complain. We should do our best to follow him. And if my faith is, if I wouldn't do that, then my faith, that, that wouldn't be true. If my faith wouldn't be true, then who I am. Does it make sense? It's
1: so that's your example of how you're getting through your journey is trying to reciprocate or follow what the Christ example of how he dealt with death. This is yes. what you're trying to resemble while you're dealing with the possibility of death.
2: I will not complain. Um, I will see the good. I will see the good things. I I have. My family, I have my wife, which I, I couldn't ask for someone better than her. Honestly, she is a great companion, and I have my great, awesome kids. Well, I'm pretty sure your kids are awesome too, but <laughs> for me, they're the greatest. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, of course, they're moving. That, that's something that, that moves me, and I want to be an example for them. I want that they can say, one day, my dad never gave up. I want to show them there is no reason to give up. Um, I want them to be strong in life. I want that they don't experience what I experienced. When my dad passed away, he passed away and there was a big hole. There was a gap. I didn't know what I should do. I had nothing. And I will fight how long it is possible to set an example for my kids. I want that they can be proud of me and... And um, and I hope they will say, hey, I have a great dad someday. And I hope that I'm a good husband, which that is is a big deal for me, you know? Being there for my wife, having understanding for her needs. So giving up is not an option. I, I'm a provider, I'm a family father, I'm a husband, I'm a friend. There are many people who count on me. I have to move on.
1: I love that. I think that's... <clears throat> I don't know, I think of just most people in everyday life that struggle because life is hard and there's so many things happening and I complain all the time and I feel pretty great. So I think that's a really good example and I think that will help a lot of people to start looking at things differently and start appreciating what you do have because it's like for you, you're going to fight until you can't fight anymore and I think that's amazing. I think most people don't. And maybe that's the message we can get across today.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think the the most beautiful thing is is I watch you like well up with emotion and just be like this super. T- I mean, you didn't really talk about your military experience. You're like Special Forces in the German military for how long? Twenty years. Altogether, twenty years. Twenty years, and and here you talk about staring a terminal illness in the face, and the thing that you say is, "I'm going to be kind."
1: Seriously. I'm, gonna I'm not going to complain.
0: I'm not going to complain. I'm going to be good to my family. I don't What I mean, what else is there?
1: Well, and you talk, people that's talk it. all the time about leaving a legacy.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful legacy. It's
1: huge. Because like you said, regardless of how long or how short or what happens, your kids will remember this.
0: Uh, well,
2: that's what I hope. I mean, they're little and I hope that I will have more time. And um, I don't know. I don't know when my time is there. Um, Doesn't matter, right? Because yeah. you got today. I, I have, yeah, that's right. I have today, and mm-hmm. I don't know what, what our family father has in plan. Maybe he says, well, you go through that for many, many years. So why should I give up? Why should I, why should I be the one who says, yeah, I quit? It's not my job. Um, I have to, yeah, he has to fire me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I love, sorry,
1: I love how I feel like just hearing your whole story, it really seemed like when you decided, when your brother took his life, that's when you decided you're, you you were going to live your life to the fullest, and you have. And it seems like you haven't Turned. looked back.
2: <laughs> well, I looked back many times, of course. <laughs> um, but I, I will always remember this night, um, which was a bad night, but also... You know, I can't deny the love of our Savior and the love of our Heavenly Father who was there for me in this night. And I, I, you can't believe it or you can't, but I can testify that He is there. He he lives and He cares about us. And He wants that we are happy. Um, He don't want that we're giving up. That's not in His plan. And that shouldn't be in our plan. We should be positive because there's so many good things out there. So many good things. There are so many countries that we could visit. So many people that we could meet. There are so many Ironmans that you could run. <laughs> oh boy! Um, uh. There are a lot of things that that we should just looking forward for it. And um, and I think giving up, quitting is not an option. It was never an option.
0: Mm. Well, man, thank you.
1: Yes, thank you for coming on and man. sharing your story and incredible. It was awesome and I very inspiring. For a lot of people, I I feel like.
0: Yeah, for sure. I know. I mean, just being here with you, man, and, and hearing your story and seeing your strengths, stuff like that, I know I'm stronger because of it. So thank you very much for coming on. Anyways, well, thank you, listeners. We're glad you guys were here. Thanks for that. Got,
1: got a lot to come in the future yeah, here. Right. We've got yeah. a few things planned and a couple of fun experiences Matt and I get to have.
0: I know. Yeah, we're going to go do the... Uh, uh, float tank. The float tank. We're gonna do a bunch we
1: still of cool stuff. I have to stuff. go do that sweat lodge. Oh,
0: sweat lodge! I gotta set that up. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna do. Oh, next next um, podcast we're gonna have on my friend Jess, who is a yogi. Yes, I know. I'm very I love that. For that. I'm She's very tell us into all about that yoga, and <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that we can go do a yoga class too. Yeah, and kind of tell our experience about it. So it should be fun. Awesome. Anyways, thanks for listening. Thank guys. you, Uva. Thanks, thanks for
1: listening. Uh,
0: I just want to say thank you to the team who puts together Finding Strength. There's a lot of people behind the scenes you guys don't really know about. Uh, our spouses are the biggest support for sure. Uh, they, Brindy runs our social media. Kevin has been on the show before. You guys have heard him, You know his story. He is extremely supportive. All of our friends, all of our family. It's a great team that helps put this thing together we got a lot of good stuff coming at you. We've got a lot of things prepared for this next season and I'm, I'm really excited to bring to you guys, and I hope it uh, is received well, and I would love to hear from you guys. We would love to hear from you guys. What do you want? What do you need this year? What are the things coming up that you're concerned about that you want to be prepared for? Reach out. Let us know what you guys need. And if you want to be a guest or you know somebody who wants to be a guest on the Finding Strength podcast, who has an incredible story, who can teach us all something, let us know. We're interested. And in addition to that, if you're in the Utah County area and you need a clinician, a therapist, a guy to talk to, I could be that guy. Let me know. Hit me up. Facebook, social media. Hit us up through the Finding Strength podcast. I've had a bunch of listeners reach out, and it's been really cool to get to work with a lot of you guys. Uh, As well, we are looking forward to the next episode, which will be with Jess we'll we'll be talking a lot about yoga. So if you guys don't know anything about yoga, that'll be a really, really awesome one to listen to. So look forward to that for next week. Thanks a ton, guys. Be sure to share this with your friends and family. And most importantly, be well. Take care of yourselves. (laughs)